Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Jake from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. That's SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. My name is Jed and I'm joined today by Paul. Say hello Paul. Hey, how's it going? All good, thank you, mate. Well, as good as it can be in the circumstances. Uh, and I'm joined by I'm joined by Billy. Say hello, Billy. Right, lads. <laughs> the Jack Grealish mask. Absolutely. <laughs> <of course. laughs> Can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're back with another podcast for the first time in what feels like absolutely ages. I think the last one we did was uh, an interview with um, George from from Liverpool, and then before that was the Euros group stage review uh, so it's been quite a while we've all been quite busy over the, the last month or so but we're back uh, today to discuss the events of Euro 2020 and the final that we witnessed last night uh, in which England tragically lost on penalties um, I'm devastated I'm absolutely <laughs> devastated I mean I'm smiling now um, but inside I'm crying um, <laughs> as the as a fellow Englishman on the pod, I'm going to come to you, Billy, straight away. What were your yeah. first thoughts after the, uh, the final last night? Um, my first thoughts were, thank God that it wasn't Villa. I'm very, I'm very much a club over country man. Um, but yeah, to, I was I was gutted, to be honest with you. Glad that Grealish didn't take a penalty, because if he'd have missed it, I don't know what I'd have done with myself. However, yeah, just absolutely gutted. <laughs> I think that 
I mean, that pretty much sums it up. You'd be gutted, you know, regardless whether you're club over country or not, I think. Um, Paul, as a, a neutral, well, as an Italy fan last night, what were your, what were your thoughts? <laughs> Delight. Uh, yeah, just over the moon, really. We uh, we were watching it here at home. and um, gate crash in a party. I saw the man on that. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Better late than ever. Just keep going. <laughs> Just keep going, boys. That'd be quite funny. <laughs> um, what on earth is happened here? We're joined by Simo as well. A late, a late entry. A late entry, mate. It's like a WWE here. On the <laughs> right, Rumble. Welcome to the pod, Simo. <laughs> you just Thank you so much, Paul. my friend. <laughs> you just completely Sorry, Paul, interrupted what Paul was saying then. <laughs> um, yeah, absolute delight. Sorry. But uh, but part of the reason for the absolute delight was the absolute fear at halftime that England were actually going to win the <laughs> the first half. I haven't. I genuinely haven't seen England play that well, I don't think. Not that I watched them religiously or anything, but they completely control the game for 25 minutes, I'd say. And like, they really need to, needed to strike when the iron is hot where they had the, they were like pouring forward, had the chances, maybe not like clear cut chances, but like they were still in the mode of we need to score. And then, then the last 15 minutes, maybe of the first half, they kind of dropped deep. And then the second half, they just bottled it big time. And like, I don't know if it was, I don't really think it was the players. I think it was probably the manager. But yeah, that was part of the delight. Like once Venucci scored, it was a bit of relief. And then once Rashford missed the penalty, it was like, oh, these guys are going to bottle it. And sure enough. Um, so yeah, overriding emotions are a pure delight. Simo? <laughs> <laughs> Shall I go? I'm sure Simo's on, yeah. sure on, on the same it's, sort of way. It's like a strong Italian accent you've got, Paul. Yeah, you know what I mean? I've actually, I don't know if you know, I've, I've worn my, my most Italian shirt today. Which is yeah. a, a Juventus shirt with a Portuguese man on the back, but uh, nevertheless, <laughs> <laughs> do you know? I've been in the opening sort of like thirty minutes of the game. Like I, I thought, I thought England got it bang on. And uh, once they scored early, I mean, like if you're going to play a, a back five or a, or a three at the back, as they'll call it, with two DMs, you know, what I mean, scoring early is setting you up yourself up for success. I even posted on the on the Talk Skinner's Twitter as it'll be a tough old job for Italy to break down this side I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised that the goal actually came from a set piece because the way England kit were, were sort of lined up I didn't see a goal coming from open play and I think Gareth Southgate probably didn't see a goal coming from open play either and he probably relied lately on, on the likes of Harry Maguire to, to clear every set piece as it, as it normally does he's, he's you know he's, he's one of the best defenders in both boxes in the world um, and he probably did See England conceding that set piece. It was a bit of a scramble, scramble, you know. Um, if I'm Harry Kane on the line there, by the way, I would just spear Benucci. I thought always, I was, I was very much of the opinion, like after the first half, that England were going to go on and, and see it out. Uh, but it was pretty clear, I think, in the opening ten minutes of the second half, how the game was going to go. The yeah. Italians is a reason why they went so, so many games without a loss. I think it's. 30 plus games have been without a loss um, mm. extremely impressive record for the Italians um, so yeah it's, and I think yeah they, they, they won in the second half I think if the, the manager maybe 
I think Gareth Southgate maybe just wanted to play the, the clean sheet hand Absolutely. in the second half. And I don't think it was the way to go. I think right. he set up perfectly in the, in the first half. I think they should have just went for it. I think they really should have just went for it in the second half and maybe would have found more joy. And yeah, the Italians might have scored from open play, but you know what I mean? They, they might have, you know, I, even when even when it was one each, I didn't really see England overly committing to go forward because they were scared yeah. that, that they were going yeah. to lose. Yeah. Um, and then penalties, I just thought, Donnarumma, even though I thought Jordan Pickford did a really good job at penalties, saving a Jorginho penalty, probably one of the best penalty takers in most football as it is right now. Uh, it's, he saved the ball he won as well, which is highly impressive. But I thought Donnarumma is just a monster in the goal. I mean, the goal looks so small with that man <laughs> sitting inside it. Um, he is a big he, lad, isn't he? He's a big man. And I just, I seen, I just seen the Italians. As soon as it went to penalties, I was, I was absolutely convinced that the Italians were going to win 100%. Even when we ran the yeah. extra time match, I would probably say I was fairly confident the Italians were going to go and win it. It's a shame to see. I mean, Billy, from an English perspective, were you of the same opinion? You thought, you know, going to penalties, we weren't going to win that, or you know, even in extra time, we weren't going to win it. Uh, for me, penalties is a total flip of a coin. It can go either way, and whichever set of players didn't crack under the pressure were always going to win. In this case, it was the Italians. Um, but yeah, when it got to extra time, we were just... It went to the managers, or the camera went to the managers, and Mancini, you could see, he was seething that it was a draw, that they were drawing. And Southgate was... I'm not going to say he's relaxed, <laughs> because you, you're never going to be relaxed. But he was happy. <laughs> he was just happy that we weren't losing. You know what I mean? He's not that emotional yeah. manager on the touchline, though. He's never been that Southgate, has he? He's never really expressing emotions unless the final whistles went. Not from what I've yeah. seen, either. Uh, but, it, yeah, I mean, it, of the two managers, I would say Southgate looked more happy with the draw, mate. So I'd agree with you there, Billy. Yeah, and yeah. I think, uh, just like both of you said, I think England were definitely the best team in the first half. You saw The last 10, 5, 10, 15 minutes or so of the second half, you saw the Italians start to get back into the game. And then for me, that was just how I expected it to go for the rest of the game. And that's how it went. It's like I put into the screamers group chat that you could just see a goal come in any second. And (laughs) two or three minutes later, typically Benucci scores. But it was just the, the negativity that, angers me with Southgate. You've got so much attacking talent and he's got to go five at the back, two two DMs. And it's it's just so frustrating because we needed that extra spark in in that first half and the beginning of the second half to go and get that goal. Because then you've got a two goal cushion. And if Italy go and score, okay, we we've still got another goal to defend. But oh you just sitting back and inviting the pressure, you're always gonna especially at one goal down or one goal up, should I say, sorry, you always prone to that one lucky bounce in the box off of a set piece or anything like that. And it came back to haunt us. It definitely did. I mean, there was a, a heavy slice of luck about the early goal, but you can't say they didn't deserve a goal in that game because they did. Mm. I mean, they were the better team in the second half. As I'd, I'd agree with everything you said, boys. I think England were the better team in the first half, Italy the better team in the second half. I would have liked to have seen Southgate make some changes earlier in the game, um, attacking changes, that is. I, I, I think 
Uh, you know, I don't have many criticisms. I think the overall outlook for myself has been pretty positive after the final, despite the result, because um, I can take a lot of positives from the whole tournament. But I think that Southgate got some decisions wrong. And I think, first of all, we shouldn't have started Mason Mount. I don't think that Mason Mount deserved a start in the final uh, based on his contributions across the tournament. No, no. I mean, he's, he's a great player, um, but I don't think great that he's, for he's, Chelsea, he's done it. This tournament, yeah. just... He's just not been at it. Yeah, like I said, I don't think he's contributed enough to, to to warrant a start in the final. I would have rather have seen Saka or Grealish or even Sancho in there because when they've played, mm-hmm. they've impressed a lot more than Mason Mount. Um, I, I do think that going to three at the back was the right call um, because it worked against Germany. And I think had we not sat back as much in the second half, potentially we could have executed that really well as we did against Germany. Um, and we made we sort of made it count in the second half in that game and didn't this time around. So I do think that was Greenish the right was call, the but it's, it's just a shame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Grealish was a difference, and if even if you even if you leave Grealish out at the starting eleven, bring him on within the ninety minutes at least. So yeah. you can't you can't be leaving him for extra time because because that boy is talented. Like he's one of our best players, if not our our best talented player going forward. Get him on the pitch. Like, he, he creates problems for defenders and. At that point, that was what we were lacking, was someone who you could get the ball into to create that a problem. extra spark. Yeah, so I think that we could have done with that. But like I said, for me personally, the, the overall, I take a lot of positives out of it. Um, I'm really proud of what that team's achieved across the, the whole tournament. Because if at the beginning of the tournament, if he said, we'll go to penalties, we'll, we'll, go, we'll get to the final, that's a great achievement in itself. We'll, we'll come so close to winning it, you know, we'll lose on penalties. It's, it's a major achievement for, for the, the England national team. And I think it, it'll only make the team stronger. They're a young side and they'll, they'll be playing with each other for quite a while, for years to come yet. So I think it's, mm. you know, it is, it's, it's only going to make them stronger going forward. And, but, but, and, you know, all the players can hold their heads up high. Oh, well, you said me worried. You said me worried for a second. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Long time. <laughs> do, do you think they scored too early? Like, it's obviously a, Massive cliche, but I just think in that you mentioned the Germany game there and they scored so late and then Germany are chasing the game. Like you really have to chase mm. the game when there's what, 20 minutes to go. Mm. But it seemed like scoring within two minutes, it's possible, like it's near to the worst time to score or whatever, because Italy just kind of knew they had the whole game to control the game. Mm. And England, yeah. like it's a completely new team, but you just still see the old habits of just booting the ball and just thinking that's good yeah. enough. Like the few times Italy would clear a corner, their own box, Verratti would literally get the ball with facing the goal and just turn out, a, turn into someone and pass it and pass. They just work their way out really yeah. quickly. Triangles, but like Harry Maguire twice booted the ball into the crowd and like under no pressure. And like yeah. it seems to be like a, a historic problem. And even though it's a completely new squad, it still seemed to just that uh, attitude just kind of set in really early. Yeah. It's what you get taught, it's, though, is it? That the youngest of young yeah, ages, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just kick Same it here. out. Same like, here. Yeah. Get rid. Get rid. Like, do you know what? Like, doesn't matter where just, it goes. I mean, like, do you know what? England they went with a back three, but Italy went with a back four. Two just great centre backs. What a defensive performance! I mean, like. Mm. See, when you see a team attacking a side with three centre-backs and it's just like traffic, there's just nowhere to run, you have to go out wide, you have to find these like little niche passes or, or just chip it up and hope for the best. But like to see a proper defensive 
display from like a back two. It's just kind of getting faded out a wee bit, isn't it? Where like managers are just slightly worried. They don't really have the confidence to just put two centre backs in front of a goalkeeper. And, Unless it's Tyrone Well, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Some, some managers do play, but I just think like they went no, more defensive mean, yeah. against. I think. A primarily defensive side that are pretty happy to, mm. to play without the ball. Um, and I, yeah, I think it was part of English plan to maybe get that goal well and play well with intensity to the start of the match. I think you've seen that all through the tournament that England have started a lot of games with a really, really high intensity with probably the goal to, to get to get an early goal. I actually think that was part of the game plan and that's why they were maybe set out such a, you know, yeah. um, defensive capacity to be able yeah. to see a game out. And I just, I just think Gareth hedged his bets. He says, I think he just said to himself, you know, it's unlikely to score from open play when we're set up like this. Uh, and we have Harry Maguire, who's obviously very important for set pieces. And we have a lot of tall players in a pitch. I think Mason Mount, maybe, like, he has a wee bit of height, like, in terms of, like, both Bakayo Saka, Raheem Sterling, mm-hmm. um, Jack Grealish, he's taller, he's a wee bit stronger. He can maybe get, be a wee bit stronger on the challenge. You know, if you're a defensive minded coach, you maybe lean towards that. Um, and I just, I just think he hedged his bets and it just never came off for him. It just never came off, the, and we wanted to win it a certain way. He wasn't prepared to point, gamble. I think he's um, seen what he did was his, the safe option. Potentially, yeah. I, I like, the point you made about the centre halves, I think, is a good point. But when you've got centre halves like Bonucci and Chiellini, I think you can't afford to do that because they're seasoned old pros now, mm. and they're excellent. Centre they're back. very clever. They're very clever defenders. Like it's, it's not. They're, they're great. They play with each other on a club level. Yeah, yeah. And they have, they have a, they have a good understanding, and they're, they're very clever at what they do in terms of breaking up play whether it's you know little fouls on the halfway line you know things like that to just stop England from getting into a rhythm or stop their opponents from getting into a rhythm I think they did that really well um, and there seemed to be quite a lot about uh, quite a lot of that in the game from both sides I thought um, Italy every time we sort of tried to attack they would you know there was a lot of fouls committed on Kane and uh, Sterling etc yeah. um, they doubled up on players um, and they pressed us really, uh, really well. And when in the first half, especially when they attacked us, I think we did the same. Declan Rice was getting stuck in. I thought Rice had an incredible game in the midfield. Um, Phillips does that every game um, as well in terms of getting stuck in and winning the ball. So there was there was a lot of that. But it, Italy and particularly Chiellini and Bonucci, they execute that so well, um, and they that's do, why they're, they? they're trusted to. That's why they're trusted with that you know responsibility basically in over back two. Um, and it's you know it's for for Italy to have won the tournament as well. I think they, it's deserved because they've been great to watch across the whole tournament. Um, and I, I did tip them as dark horses. I think after the the first couple of games, you know, and with the other teams not you know the other fancy teams like France etc. not looking great. Um, so I, I can't and on that on that performance I can't begrudge them the trophy either. Um, yeah, it's just such it's a, it's just such a shame well, for, for England. <laughs> It's mad to think they were considered anything, you know, like like dark horses when you kind of look back and, you know, after the fact, it's easy. Yeah, to they, say, the thing is, they've not the Cup, did they? Like, I just, yeah, they I weren't at the World Cup in, in 2018. Yeah. You know, this yeah, is a team that's underachieved, really. Yeah. And you think of with, with, with teams like Belgium, France, and England, and amongst them, even a Portugal that's maybe like got, got some really good mm. things going for it as well. Uh, Spanish side that was maybe a wee bit revitalised as well. Yeah. Um, the Germans, I think, kind of rolled over just just a wee bit too much. Didn't have a great old tournament, mm. um, but yeah, I just didn't. I didn't see it, the the Italian. Although, like when I did a, a a podcast on the group stages, 
uh, I was asked what is the most impressive, what what was the most impressive team so far, and I did say Italy were the, the most impressive team in their group stages, and they just kind of carried that on for me. And I think the game plan as well from Mancini at Gareth Southgate, I think you just kind of see a higher calibre of manager in Mancini. I mean, if you look to the organisation at, at the death of the the game in normal time or in the extra time, sorry. Uh, you know, like if you look at England, they've got the Marcus Rashford at right back. Okay, the youngsters yeah. on the pitch that are going to go and have to take these penalties. Um, you know, whereas Italy were just they were just going through the motions. It was just like cruise control when the like yeah. Berdadeshi comes on, uh, Locatelli. These these players just step into roles and they know exactly what they're doing. And it's as if all their players like really really buy into the system. Um, and they're defending they just know how to do it so well I think they did a superb job of just like when, when England were trying to go wide they just overloaded in the wide areas and defensively um, they stayed away from Raheem Sterling in the box and any player that entered the box they stayed away showed them down the line and ushered them out and I just, I just thought from, yeah. from the second half onward I thought they were absolutely excellent there's a reason why they've just they've got they've gone so um, well in this tournament I think it's just a higher calibre of manager in my opinion when you compare those two mm-hmm. I think the the underdog status, as you just touched on, I think that comes from them not really having that star player. If you like, you look at your England, you've got Harry Kane. Portugal, you've got uh, Ronaldo. France have got Mbappe. Um, Belgium have got Lukaku. You look at Italy and you're like, well, they don't really have a star player like that. But as a side, as a unit, they're just incredible, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, like I said, to, to watch them across the tournament, they've been brilliant and they've been really well drilled, well organized. And, you know, teams have given them good games as, as I think we did. I think, um, Austria gave them a good game, Spain, Belgium, and they've, they've shown ultimately, you know, how good they are in coming through mm-hmm. tough tests as they have done, um, to win the trophy. And it, you know, like you said earlier, penalties are a, a bit of a lottery. Um, but, with a keeper like Donnarumma in goal, you know, you have some confidence that, that they're going to go and win that shootout. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the penalty takers for England specifically, obviously the youngsters taking penalties. Uh, Roy Keane was, was talking about senior pros not stepping up really. I want to get your thoughts on that, boys. I'll, I'll start with Paul. Um, what were your thoughts on the penalty situation of, of England? Um so yeah, initially when they brought the two, when they brought Sancho and Rashford on just to take the penalties, you're like, you're setting yourselves up for a fall here, bringing two lads on and you're just like, your main objective is to score a penalty and that's it. I don't care what, what else you do. So that was tough, tough for the players. And so you're, yeah, setting them up for a big fall. And I can imagine it went into their heads. Like they're probably not at the time. They're probably like, okay, here we go. I can kick the ball in the goal for, from 12 yards. But then you're, it kind of builds, I'd imagine. Um, and then I don't actually, I didn't have a problem with Sancho or Rashford taking a penalty if they had been on the pitch 15 minutes, whatever, or Saka, actually. Like, he's 19, but I didn't actually hear anyone's, I might have missed it, but I don't think I heard anyone saying before the penalty was taken that there's a 19-year-old taking the penalties. Maybe they wouldn't have known, I suppose, mm-hmm. but it just seemed to be a thing that was brought up after when he missed, but he's not the yeah. first 19-year-old to take a penalty in a big game. Obviously, it was a final on his first professional uh, penalty so it seemed just in hindsight it, it actually is just completely ludicrous that he took one not uh, not because of his age but just because why is he taking a penalty like he might have taken one in training but like there's professionals who've taken them for years 
Like yeah. Henderson, I think he did he miss one pre-tournament and then I yeah. think he, he missed, missed one in a friendly. He missed one, yeah, he, he missed he one in Russia the in 2018. Yeah, he missed one. He yeah, missed exactly, one yeah. But, but still, you it, trust him, I thought. But. Yeah, it's Jordan Henderson. He's been there. Yeah. He He's an experienced head on experienced shoulders. Just go up, smash it down the middle and mm. you've got a goal pretty much because how many keepers stand in the middle? Um, but yeah, sorry I've just kind of weaved my way in there but I <laughs> I agree with you Paul it was, I, it was it was all Southgate's fault he's he's come out and said that himself <laughs> he, he was the one who chose the penalty takers but for that fifth penalty he's he's 19 years old I think it, it was his first professional penalty I think as you said Paul he's got the expectations of the nation on his shoulders, letting down his teammates, letting down his family, and also knowing that if he does miss, that he will face, unfortunately, he will face racial abuse on Twitter as well. So he's got all of that probably going through his head. At the age of 19, this is where you need your Harry Kane, your leaders, your Harry Kane, your Maguires, Henderson as well, although he wasn't on the pitch, say... Look, someone go up instead of this 19-year-old lad. It's such a crucial penalty. You just need an experienced head taking that penalty, in my opinion. And for Saka to Sterling as well, he was on the pitch. Why didn't he take one? You know, these are the players that have got to be standing up and saying to go to Southgate, look, I know he's 19, but the, just the amount of pressure on that lad's shoulders is just immense. And, you know, fair play to him for standing up. Yes, he missed, but the fact that he had so much courage to stand up, take it, is is a hero in my eyes. That's all I can say. It's penalty number five as well. Yes. It's, it's yeah, the penalty. It's the penalty, right? And he knows if he misses, it's, it's... But he doesn't have any of the... If I miss, there's a chance we could still go on and win this. He stood there and he's... It's, it's this... Or we lose the you do the Euros twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, I disagree with choosing the youngsters. To be honest, if it was me, I would hedge my bets on the Premier League captains that that are in the squad. For me, it would be you know Harry Kane, Jordan Henderson, Harry Maguire, um, Connor Cody, uh, Jack Grealish. That's who I would send because mm-hmm. they they're just captains. I think when they're picked, they're normally picked because they're they're able to step into high pressure situations and keep a cool head. They can be motivational. They have personality traits and, and attributes that, that, le- that lead into leadership. And leadership is essentially just dealing with <laughs> dealing with pressure. Yeah. has <laughs> spoken so many times about uh, uh, how pressure is a good thing for him. He yeah. relishes under it. And virtually every captain will say that. Yeah. Um, I know Marcus Rashford's taking some... He's taken some big penalties at his career. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So why United. why is he not taking the fifth one then? Let Saka take the third one. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, even at, even at that, you know that that one at PSG uh, in the Champions mm-hmm. League for for Manu stands out in my head. Um, I just, I've never seen him taking a penalty like that. Had you? The even no, the run no, seemed like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Normally just Sancho normally well, puts really. his foot through, doesn't he? Yeah, mm. yeah. He normally does. It was strange. penalties in Rashford. But like, oh, yeah. like Harry Maguire, a centre back, you know, that's just that takes a world of a penalty. It just <laughs> and it's, it's up here, man. It is. It's your mentality. It's yeah. it's can't. No matter you do what it, goes, you know what I mean, no matter what yeah. happens on the training pitch, you can't 
Do you know what you I mean? Just yeah, can't I, yourself I, in that pressure. Yeah. Everything just goes out the window. What's happened in training just goes out the window. And you it's might like, be a good penalty taker on the training pitch, but you can't replicate the pressure. Like that's the thing, though. He's, the thing. I bet he never but, thought he was missing. From when he walked, from when he took no. his walk, I bet he never, there was never a mind, there was never even a thought in his mind that he was going to miss that penalty. <laughs> Do you know what no, I mean? clearly he's obviously he's, he's put it into the top corner I think that the training thing is a really interesting point because there's there's no doubt they've practiced penalties they mm-hmm. you know they've definitely practiced penalties there any team would you know it, mm-hmm. so it, clearly those players have all taken and scored penalties in training there's no way he's not you know there's no way he's going to let someone take a penalty who's not consistently put them away in training so I, I feel like that's the the decision or that's what's led Southgate to making the decision of who's taking the penalties is who's done best in training and personally I don't see anything wrong with that um, I, I don't have that much of an issue with the players who took them where you know what order they took them in sometimes it can be difficult I saw a tweet earlier that said you know in terms of how many professional penalties have been taken in that squad I think Harry Kane's took something like 40 uh, Rashford's taken about 15 and behind that there is very few there's about seven or eight between the rest of the whole squad. Five of them are Sterling, who missed three. Um, Sancho, I think, has taken about three, and then Grealish with one. And the rest of them have all not taken a professional penalty. So it is, it's difficult. Um, and I think basing it off how they've done in for me, I don't have an issue with. What I do take issue with is is people sending abuse to the players. Yeah, um, I think it would have happened regardless whether they were, you know, whether they happened to be young black lads taking the penalty. Um, because it, oh, that's what football fans are like, can't they? Um, unfortunately, but no, the, fact that, know, the fact that that's what chat, you know, we said before the yeah. penalties we're going to take. God, oh, exactly. God, I hope it's not a young a young black player that misses one of these penalties exactly. because of the, the, the abuse they'll receive. The, the fact that we, you know, we're even having to have this conversation is just absolutely shocking. And you know, I, I wanted to mention it at some point, um, but I, I think it, it pretty much goes without saying that obviously we at Total Screamers do not condone any sort of abuse at all, particularly that which is directed at footballers who are essentially just doing their job and they haven't let anyone down. They've got more bottle and more talent than any of the people who've sent them any abuse at all. And any one of us, I remember once I played in a cup final, uh, I was about 14 and it went to penalties and I put my hand up to take a penalty. Didn't get to me, but even the thought of walking up to take the penalty now literally terrifies me. And that was a... a (laughs) kids cup final can you imagine like and can you imagine having the actual bowl to do that at Wembley yeah. in a in a final yeah. it's just it, even if you've played, taken the first penalty the fifth penalty it doesn't matter it's it's ridiculously like nerve-wracking and I think I have major respect for for all of them um none of them deserve any abuse whatsoever um, so if you're somebody out there who has done that you know you need to take a long hard look at yourself personally um, and I'm glad that there's been quite a few people out there who've agreed with that sort of stance as well um, but you know quite a lot of people have come out and condemned what's happened after the game even what's happened before the game the way that certain fans were acting um, around the stadium it's, it's, you don't want to see that at all um, and it's it's really sad to see in fact it's embarrassed the country um, I think and it, it, was just, it doesn't there's just so much that went wrong it's just, it's, like, yeah, it's just, it's so just like it's it would have I been hate t- that we can predict it. I hate that we can yeah. predict it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate that. Exactly. You know, what I mean, it leaves such a bitter taste um, for the whole, the whole. I mean, it's. Do you know what I mean? It's, there's people like barging in and stuff like that. 
immediate racial, like immediate racial abuse that, that went mm-hmm. straight to Saka's Instagram. It was within minutes of missing that penalty. He was his entire feed was just scrolling down, just absolutely dogs abuse, just by sewage people, just by people that are just mm-hmm. nothing, that have nothing, uh, and it's just disgusting. And you know, I seen videos of fans attacking. I seen a video of a poor. Uh, Italian fan getting absolutely kicked the shit out of and the Steelers are just doing nothing about it I mean it's a scary situation when you're outnumbered and I'll be there's so many like horrible things around that entire match day the entire build up to this I was so glad that Italy won 100% I was I was I really I was disappointed slightly well, I wasn't disappointed when, when I seen you know Rashford, Sa- Sancho and Saka missed I didn't take really any joy in it because I knew it was coming their way by what one hundred percent wanted that layer in, um, and it's just it's, it's disappointing that we have to come on and even talk about this because exactly it's just, it shouldn't it just shouldn't exist in, in a society that's that's in twenty twenty one. It's 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 it blows my mind to anybody can even think like that or live like that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, hugely disappointing, man. Hugely. Imagine getting to watch your your team play in a final, a European final, for the first time in fifty five years, and the way that people have acted just sort of devalues the whole thing. Um, it's, it's disappointing as if the, the result wasn't disappointing enough. You know, when you see all of this, you know, as we've seen today and, and last night, it's, it's, it's shocking. Um, I, I do want to move on to uh, something more positive. Um, I want to just call out certain players in the England team who I've been really impressed with uh, over the whole tournament, starting with Jordan Pickford. Um, he's been absolutely immense across the mm-hmm. whole tournament. To only concede two goals in a whole tournament um, is absolutely incredible. He's come away with the golden glove and he, he stepped up again last night and made some big saves. Um, and it's a real shame that after doing that, obviously he couldn't get his hands on, on a winner's medal. Um, I thought Kieran Trippier has been brilliant every time he's played. I mentioned earlier Rice, Phillips, um, Stones, Maguire. I've been very impressed with when they've played. Um, Harry Maguire in particular, I think, has been excellent. I think he's barely put a foot wrong for the whole tournament. And Luke Shaw um, has been absolutely incredible as well. Um, so the whole team, is it? Just the whole back, back five. Like front um, to back. Connor Cody yeah, as well was absolutely excellent. Adam Ramsdale, you did the business on the training ground, mate. Honestly, um, I, I, I genuinely, I've been, I've just been really impressed with them. I, you know, they've they've been excellent. I don't think anyone can disagree that they've all had brilliant tournaments. And Raheem Sterling as well deserves so much recognition for what he's done in the tournament. Like he's been our talisman, really. Yeah. When you know. I'm not ashamed to say before the tournament started, I didn't think he deserved a place in the starting eleven because um, he wasn't getting in Man City's team. In my team, opinion, but, he still yeah. doesn't. But what, what's what's my? Opinion? I think I don't know. I think he's shown the, the value of him of him being in that England team. If they're going to play that way, you need you need someone like Sterling in there, and I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and like I said earlier, I, I really hope that that we can go on and, and build on this now. Um, France lost the final of Euro 2016, and they went on to win the World Cup. So. Yeah. Do you know it's fucking sickening? I don't don't get my normal two years fucking peace from this shite. 
<laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't give a normal. T- it's next year. Fuck. <laughs> hey, you know, oh, it's next like, year, man. I don't feel yourselves. like I'm not ready. You get there yourselves. It's gonna ruin not... your Christmas next year. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> running it right now, mate. You know, um, God, it's just, oh. It's, it's I can't so, honestly. So hard. Honestly, to, <laughs> the World Cup. Turn on the radio. It's like. coming home. God, Twitter. It's coming home. God, Instagram. It's coming home. You know what I mean? I'm so glad I was posted to a Scottish regiment as well. <laughs> you know, Simo on Twitter, you can mute phrases, so you could have muted. It's coming home, mate. I went on in my my timeline, and there's been like tweets from fucking. Six months ago. Yeah, <laughs> you Palace were good today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just oh. loved it, man. Like It's been a great oh. tournament though, hasn't it? I mean, England aside, it's been a great tournament. I think it's been there's been so much entertainment in you know, on the pitch. It's been fantastic. Even though it's been a weird tournament spread across Europe. Um Oh, personally, I've, I've really enjoyed it. That's, that's not even including England. But as a neutral watching some of the games, yeah. it's been brilliant. Um, would you agree, boys? Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. I thought for international football. If I'm honest. Yeah, for international football, it was all right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's never going to be creme de la creme. I like the World Cup more than I like the Euros, 100%. Yeah. Um, but... Um, World Cup's just a different gravy, isn't it? With your yeah, Argentinas, your Brazils, your African yeah. countries as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's an outside chance that Scotland will get there. They've got, got a lot of work to do. I forgot to even have a, be in a shout. <laughs> I don't think we'll be there. We'll I'll tell you what, if, if you can sort yourselves, I don't sort yourselves, like you can just buy one off the market. But if it, yeah. you you get yourselves a decent striker or Che Adams gets more goals in the Prem and his, uh, his confidence improves, then I, th- I think you could certainly be there, yeah? Yeah, I think if we if our keeper isn't the reserve keeper for Derby, I think <laughs> that, would, that would help us. Stays on his line. <laughs> no, I don't blame Marshall for that. I thought he was excellent. He got his there anyway, so he deserved to do it. I mean, we're never going to go and win the thing. He, he, he was a big part of getting his there, so he may as well get his fucking... <laughs> 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 it was, it was a weird, weird old experience seeing him stop that tournament. It's good though. Good crap. Before before we um, before we wrap up, we spoke before we came on uh, in the group chat with a couple of like questions about general things from the tournament: best player, best young player, etc. Um, do you want to go through them, boys? I'll start with yeah, sure. I'll start with you, Paul. Paul, who's been your best player of the tournament overall? Um, I am going to go for Casper Schmeichel. I was just great shout. I, yeah, I was just very impressed by him. I thought he was like obviously a great leader um, and everything that happened with Ericsson, he kind of had to be, but he just yeah, really stepped up and then his performances were just outstanding as well. Um, and I'd actually put like, yeah, Donnarumma, did he win player of the tournament? Or he did, he, he did, yeah. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and Pickford, it was just like, I think three of the best players in the whole tournament were the those three goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I thought Kasper Schleichel was excellent. So I picked That's him. a really good shout. Yeah, I, I, I've been really impressed with Schmarco over the tournament. Obviously, we know how good a keeper he is watching him in the Premier League, but he he really seemed to step up 
another level and he, he played a massive part yeah. in, in Denmark getting to where they got um, which was a phenomenal achievement for them based on you know what happened at the early stages of the tournament um, Billy best player of the tournament um, I've actually gone with Donnarumma I think his performance uh, last night in the penalty shootout was incredible he also did the same in the semi-final and Italy's defence as a whole has just been um Nothing short of incredible, really. I know you Liverpool fans like the uh, dribbled past stat, and <laughs> Chiellini and Benucci haven't been dribbled past the whole tournament as well. So. Of course they have. <laughs> also, That's because they also, foul anyone who goes near them. <laughs> another mention um, is Spinozola as well. Unfortunately, he got yeah. that um, horrible, horrible injury, which sees him out for best part of six months if not longer so I thought I thought he was incredible as well when he was playing the age of 28 as well finally getting his chance to chance to shine and yeah he was a very good player and probably had he not picked up that injury and made it to the final then he'd probably be my player of the tournament but unfortunately for him he didn't and so I've gone for Donnarumma he was well on track to get there wasn't he Highly mm. impressive tournament yeah. right up until that, oh, that yeah. horrible injury. Oh, God bless. Achilles, nothing worse. Yeah. Super painful, the Achilles, when it goes. I've had mine went. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Jorginho, just because he played every single game, and he was excellent in every single game I played him in. Super important to the way Atlee plays. Um, yeah. Disgraceful uh, yeah. challenge last night, may I add. Disgraceful challenge. <laughs> in fact, can my, we see my, before we move my, on? Like, my, boys, my boys, red cards. My throat my throat has only just recovered from cursing him out last night. <laughs> is that a red card? <laughs> I'm sucking oh, off, yes. Jack. You've seen him. You've seen him give him. Yeah, I think it was a red. red. Yeah, yeah. At, at first glance, I thought, first I, glance thought... I, I thought it was a yellow. Um, the, the more you watch it, the worse it gets. So yeah, I don't, I'm not sure yeah. why VAR didn't review it personally. And slow, everything looks a bit band. bad in slow motion. But for me, right, if you know you're granted a fifty-fifty and you know you're going to ground, then you. They going to ground. Happen. Yeah. yeah. It was going to get studs. Yeah. You're going to get studs. You know what I mean? It's a fifty. It could, but it's the way he's. It's the way he's come on. It's the way he's come over the the like studs up the ball. Like, top of the, it, yeah. To, to the me, it just ball, it just looks like he's and it's where the contact happens as well. If I'm being honest, with yeah, you. I, I could see it, Gavin. But I was just like, oh, I don't think it was deliberate. I don't think it was deliberate at all. It was a fifty-fifty, like you say. So I just saw next season flash past my eyes. I was almost in tears. So. I was a def- I was a defender, mate. Like I remember, like going for fifty fifties and thinking, "Fuck's sake!" Before I even go for them, do you know what I mean? Because you think, "Oh, this is going to help this," <laughs> and they always do. It's why they're fifty fifties. <laughs> it's up to you where you go for them. Yeah. Didn't need to go to ground. Didn't need to go for it. You know what I mean? Jorginho's every right to compete for that ball, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've seen. I've seen people uh, saying the Chiellini one on Saka was a red as well. The pull of the shirt. No, no. He decapitated him. The shirt. Well, the shirt pull itself is is only a yellow. Yeah, but yeah. It's, the, it's it's the yeah. fact that it was a deliberate foul. Um, it was the force as well. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You could the shirt. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it was a red. I'm not saying it was red, but the force. So we're in agreement. Was, yes. Yellow. Personally, I thought it was a yellow as well. Um, I, I, I did think it was a yellow, but I thought it was just... It was like... We can't see it was a disgusting foul, wasn't it? Like, he was away. Was a professional he was, foul. He was away. The man of the ball. He was the man of the ball. Italians are yeah. very Only one goes away. by. 
Only one can go back. There, no, the <laughs> like, there was no shame. There was like absolutely no shame in it. It was it was no. like a perfect professional foul. Like Much said. like Sterling diving against Denmark. Oh, that was the, you might talk oh, about. No, there, there was contact there. There was contact there. And Kane goes ahead all the time. He had, a, he had more yeah. of a shout in, in the second half, actually, in uh, Sterling. He got clipped from yeah, behind yeah. in the box yeah. in the second half, and that was probably more of a penalty than the, the Denmark one. But yeah, yeah, there was contact in the Denmark one. No The universe seven out of justice. That was me, I'd have gone down if I was Raheem Sterling there. <laughs> um, what are we talking? We're talking about best player in the tournament. How's it come on to this? <laughs> um, How's it coming? God, 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 again. <laughs> personally, personally, I think Sterling's in in the discussion for best players of, of the tournament. He's not my best player. Um, I've been really impressed with Chiesa as well of Italy. Um, honestly, I'm going to say Luke Shaw because um, I, I genuinely can't fault anything Luke Shaw has done in the whole tournament. He's been brilliant, and he's been such a key player for England. Um, a lot of our goals have come through him down that left side. So I, he's my shot for best player of the tournament, personally. Oh, right. I'm, I'm getting nods. I'm getting nods. For those of you who can't see you listening, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting Scott, nods. Scott, is this is the, uh, the strongly disagree yeah. nod. <laughs> yeah, you just get around. <laughs> it's not um, a bad shot, gonna... but it's wrong. Yeah, oh, well, well, well. It doesn't matter. It's not. It's a matter of opinion. It's a matter of opinion. Um, my moving on. Best best young player, Paul. Uh, Chiesa. Does he count? How old is he? I don't know. Twenty three. I can't tell if that dude's twenty three or fifty three. <laughs> Just looks uh, like he's got a lot of like wisdom in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best at the Italian uh, national anthem as well. That kid that was oh, like, they're all unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Close it is, yeah. Oh, that was, that was 23. Yeah. Is 23. Yeah. So he counts in my book. Yeah, he was the best player yesterday, in. I thought. Yeah. Um, into the yeah, just yesterday, I thought he was the only one who was going to score. From yeah, he's playing, such yeah. a threat, isn't he? When he, cuts it, when he cuts in on his right foot, he's yeah. such a threat. Because defenders just, like, he'll just dance he's around. He's unpredictable. And he's just so unpredictable, isn't he? Powerful. Some, some of the goals he scored at this tournament have been incredible as well. Like yeah. he yeah. puts he puts the ball in in a, such a position in the goal that no keeper could keep him out if he's got a shot on target. Mm-hmm. Like the one he scored, he, I can't remember who it was against. Now he scored one. It might have been Belgium where he's sort of got cut across the box. He's gone across goal and, and the keeper was never going to get there. Brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. I know. I know the goal you're thinking of. I can't remember who it was against. It wasn't Belgium. Yeah, but I can't remember who it was against. But I've gone for Somebody. two. For me, it's between two teenagers, um, Pedri and Saka. For me, I've sp- spoken about Saka earlier. I think just the the guts to step up and take that penalty was just heroic, in my opinion. And then Pedri, he he was just phenomenal. Eight, 18 years old, and he looked like he's been playing for eighteen years in that midfield. Yeah. He was just incredible. But another, another one that's just sprung to mind actually is Damsgaard for Denmark. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he was really he good. Was, yeah. He was he was again an incredible player. And after everything that happened, he was the player that took up Christian Eriksen's role. And for me, he had a blinder. He did, yeah, and and. Um... That free kick he scored against England in the, in the semi-final, yeah. absolutely incredible! Like mm. what a hit that is! The way the power he's hit that ball with, and the yeah. the dip on it, like it, 
incredible. Absolutely incredible. He's definitely going to be a, a big star in the future, I think. Um, yeah. He's a great shout. Pedri as well, I think. Like you say, had a really good tournament. Was unplayable at times for Spain. Uh, and Saka as well was unplayable um, against Czech Republic. He had an absolute blinder of the game. Yeah. Um, Simo, best young player? Oh, Pedri. By a, by a, by a long old way for me. 100%. Uh, what a star that boy could be. 100%. Mm. The way he moves around yeah. that midfield. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Luis. Yeah, he's at Barcelona. I think Luis Enrique said something. I think Luis Enrique said something. I don't know when it was, but um, that the way he played this tournament is like nothing he's ever seen. He said he was. It's better than uh, Iniesta when he was at the same age. So. I mean, if he's better than yeah. Iniesta, he's he's on for a he's on for a very good career, isn't he? I think he plays way beyond his years, doesn't he? Way yeah. beyond his years. Um, it's just so same comfortable. As, same as like, same as Jude Bellingham, isn't he? He plays way be, yeah. way above the age you'd expect mm. him to be. Um, he'd have been a my, my best got more minutes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he only got a couple of substitute appearances, unfortunately. Yeah. But again, one for the future, ain't he? He's like, he's, he's going to be in and around the England yeah, team, for, you know years um, <laughs> my best young player um, is Donnarumma um, the fact that he's only what he's 21 22 Donnarumma people yeah. think he's older because um, he's been doing the business since he was 17 yeah he's 16 he's been, he's been, in, he's been a, a he was a regular at AC Milan from the age of 16 like that is that's, mad. that's absolutely mad um, the guy is is an incredible keeper um, and you know I I think he's been brilliant. He's my best young player for the tournament. I can't believe he's, he's still only, you know, 21, 22 years old. It's he's incredible. Mad. Uh, to think he's got potentially another 20 years in the game as well if he plays on, yeah. you know. To do from age. To an age. Yeah, to an age that keepers normally do sort of make it towards. It, it could be one of the best goalkeepers ever. Um, mm. And obviously moving to PSG in the summer. Um, the next category is most surprising player. Uh, Paul? Anyone want to go before me? Uh, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> yeah, go first. Come back to me. Go on, Simo. Uh, Patrick Schick for me. Was a, I, I thought he was outstanding in every game I've seen him in. And I think he's a Premier League club should absolutely be looking at him. I think he has a lot of the attributes that would sit in the Premier League. You know, big, strong, a little bit technical as well. And uh, actually got a bit of pace as well. Yeah. Good movement. Uh, good bit of athleticism. A lot of attributes, I think, of suit uh, the Premier League. Yeah, highly impressive. Yeah, he'll, uh, he'll get a move to Newcastle and never score yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. slot, slot right into that, like, that Mitrovic, Gordon Don, Joe Linton sort of goal. <laughs> and he'll play 50 games and score two goals. That's uh, it. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's a good shout. He had a great tournament, didn't he? Um, yeah. How many did he finish? About five or six goals? Yeah. Five uh, goals, wasn't it? Very impressive. Mm. Very impressive. Um, Billy? Uh, I've actually gone with Calvin Phillips. I think him and Declan Bryce, I was very critical of them two starting together um, at the beginning of the tournament. But he's for me, he's just been outstanding. I obviously knew that he was a he was going to be a good player because he's had a pretty decent season at Leeds, hasn't he? Um, when he's not been injured. Um, and yeah, it just took me by surprise as to how good he really was. He really has had an incredible tournament and it could be between him and Rice for this spot, but Rice has done a bit more, in my opinion, in the Premier League. 
So um, yeah, it's less yeah, of a I surprise think, for yeah. Declan Rice it's, to be playing well in that. So role. for me, it's Calvin um, Phillips, but yeah, I think he's been excellent as well. Really good. Um, I can see why they call him the Yorkshire Perlo as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, have you had any any brainwaves? Neapathinis. Um, yeah. I was going to say, actually, Rice, not not the defensive part of his game, but um, the way he could carry the ball, like especially in the game mm-hmm. yesterday. There's yeah. a couple of times, I yeah. think, where he was actually the one driving it from midfield. I mean, I think if they'd utilised yeah. that a bit more to be like... I think his distribution wasn't great when he actually got to where he was going, um, but it kind of just seemed like he was the one like driving and taking the game by the scruff of the neck and kind of was like, why are we sitting back so much here? Um, yeah. So yeah, him or Hjoiberg as well for Denmark. I think he is definitely yeah, defensive with excellent. Spurs, but he was a lot more attacking with Denmark and I think he had like 11 chances created or something like that, second highest in the tournament, which it helps that they went so far. But um, yeah, he was a he was a surprise, definitely. And I think I read that like even the Danish fans were surprised with him as well. And mm. I guess just the skill behind his game. It's not all just shouting and kicking people. Yeah, yeah. About, um, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good shout. The it's a good Munich shout. Academy. Yeah, I um, I think I think it's an interesting point about Rice. You could definitely see him in a sort of box to box role in the future. Um, he's just he's gradually really moving up the pitch, up. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's getting, he's getting, like he's getting, he's getting bored. Yeah, he'll be a striker by the end. <laughs> Great player. Though. Um, for me, my most surprising player is Jordan Pickford. Um. I think we all came into this tournament as England fans, even as like, Premier League watchers, uh, mm. thinking that Jordan Pickford potentially could be a weak link in the England team. Um, everyone, myself included, wanted to see Nick Pope in there and he got injured. Um, mm. But Pickford has been absolutely immense and proved everybody wrong across the, the space of the tournament. Um, so he's my most surprising player because I didn't expect it. Um, I thought, it, you know, yeah, he's got a mistake in him, etc. But every game, he's just been phenomenal. Um, Does he go so back to Everton and like just have another season like he's just had? <laughs> or does he kick That's off? A, he's he's a completely different player, isn't he, for Everton than he is for... Is, the um, first thing I said when we did a Euros England. pod, I was like, he's just different. He's a different man in an yeah. England shot than he is in a American shot. He's yeah, just... you, could, you could say <laughs> the same for Pogba as well, for France and United. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He another yeah, one that... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, know, he, he had a great tournament. Does he kick on an Everton shot for Rafa? Do you think? I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. But I hope so because I'd like to have confidence in an England keeper. <laughs> 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 I hope he does. I hope he does kick on. Um, but yeah, most surprising one for me. Uh, the last category I've got is most disappointing player. Um, who are we all going for? Paul? Kelly, no, uh, Pierre Shirley, Foden. Yeah. Foden, maybe. And Foden's a he shout. didn't get a lot yeah. of he didn't get a lot of game time, but I think there's obviously a reason for that. He might have been tired from the season, but when he was on the pitch, he didn't play as everyone wanted him to play or expected him to play. Yeah. Um, it's, and it was like he's basically keeping Sterling out of the city team yeah. at different times. If, I'd imagine. Exactly. Yeah. If you look at it that way, for me though, I would say Mount instead of Foden. Foden didn't really have that that much of a chance he wasn't really he didn't really play all that often he did start the Mount, first two games he did yeah he, was he, he did yeah plus. but in the last few how bad has he started you know for me no, I'd say I'd say Mount he's started most of the games and as we were saying earlier non-existent in them as well but 
overall, yeah. it, it's got to be Mbappe. Yeah, the zero goals in four games at mm. an international tournament is just not good enough for a player of his caliber, is it? Absolutely not when not you're the, you not when you're the, no, not when you're the highest valued player in the world. I think that's yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah, because you just was, you just I don't was, see that from a Messi or Ronaldo. No. You, you just don't. No. No, Ronaldo's um, one always always steps up, isn't he? And, and considering that Mbappe had such a good World Cup as well, yeah, um, and he's been nothing but brilliant since then. It's it, it is really disappointing to to see him not perform. I, th- I still because... think he's a tremendous player. Like I think oh, he's he is, he is. tournament. I don't think Do it would change anything about killing Mbappe. But I'm just saying, if he wants mm. to be held in that bracket, then you need to be. If he wants to be, yeah. if anybody, any player wants to be in the bracket of Ronaldo and Messi. That they just have to be excellent always. Just, you need to win an international you, you, you yeah, tournament. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you, you don't just. You don't. You just don't. Um, you don't get any breaks. You know what I mean? Do you reckon he had a move on his mind though? Because I've heard that Real, Real Madrid are putting all of their eggs into Mbappe's basket this summer. They don't want anyone else but Kylian Mbappe, which is. A fairly big statement after losing someone like Sergio Ramos as well. I think both of the clubs, Barcelona and Real Madrid, just need to stop trying to destroy themselves. <laughs> I think uh, it's just an unreal amount I, of money they want to spend. <laughs> <laughs> personally, I think I think PSG will, will keep him. Um, they're I think they're building be. a bit of a, a super team, aren't they? Um, the mm. sort of whatever Galacticos is in French. Um, <laughs> the signing criteria just seems to be minute, like have you won the Champions League yes <laughs> sign this contract well, for however many exactly. thousand pounds you want a week uh, at, least they, at least they're getting players that know what it takes so when they get there next time I mean it's not it's, a bad it's not a bad signing philosophy really is it <laughs> No, really I mean, it's those more signing philosophies to have than just sign yeah. everybody who's won the Champions League. You're bound to get a decent squad together if you do that. Jimmy's right. Actually, I've thought of one final question, boys. Um, what's been your favourite moment of the tournament? Just in general. Uh, mm. This is a hard question because I've got two answers, really. Um, My first one is Jack Grealish coming on against Germany. We wouldn't have won that game without him. Completely changed game. But my second one is um, the unity shown by the footballing world, Denmark, we really all did um, unite to really not yeah, want yeah. England to win this tournament. Virtually <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. an entire continent united. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here. We wanted that later on this tournament. <laughs> I've got a sneaking suspicion that that's not where Billy was going with that. <laughs> I think it's really well said there, Billy. I completely agree with you on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no I, I agree the way everyone came the, the together for, yeah. for Denmark yeah. exactly yeah. for Denmark for Christian Eriksen it was you just don't see it in football do you the, just everyone come together in that moment and just support the same the same thing so that was although in very traumatic circumstances I think that's it's certainly got to be up there 
Yeah. Um, Paul, what's been your favourite moment of the tournament? Um, besides last night, I'll go with the Croatia-Spain game and the France-Switzerland game. Those two, two three goals. Games. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Same Both day, team, that, I think. Yeah, same day. And it was like yeah, identicals and like 3-1 ahead. Yeah. And then back to extra time. Um, yeah, so those, that day, I think that was the best day for me. Fair play. Great shout, Simo. Uh, it'd be Rio Ferdinand's post-match <laughs> after the Scotland-England game. That was, uh, that was pretty, pretty good. After he said he'd never been as confident of England winning an international game um, as, he, as it was for that game. Uh, so the, the post-match was just um, oh, magnifical. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Italian chef is there mm. as well. <laughs> I'm going to say, like, like Billy, I've got two. Um, first is Luke Shaw's goal in the final. Just, oh, just that's when you just oh, you knew you were going to lose. Together, not my life, my life. <laughs> there. It was just amazing to see England take the lead in an international uh, tournament final. That's that's class. Even if we didn't win it, what a moment! Um, my second favourite, the little car. Um, I think it's, it's <laughs> driven its way. Like it's driven its way into everyone's hearts over the the last few weeks, um, and I hope that it stays forever. <laughs> I, hope they, uh, <laughs> I hope they tweet us again. <laughs> yeah. Total screamers! Cool. We love the li- we love the little car. Uh, we should um, get we should get our own one. All, always in our hearts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. Um, thank you for, for joining me, boys. Um, it's a shame that Euro 2020 had to come to an end, but uh, it does mean that we're closer to the normal football season coming back, which is great. Um, we're going to be very busy when the season starts. Um, we've got our fingers in a lot of pies now, um, and we're going to be bringing you some great content over the course of the season. Uh, we're also still bringing you 20% off at Manscaped. If you use our code SCREAMERS20, free shipping on them as well. And if you bundle up your items, you save money on Manscaped regardless. And then you put our discount on top and you're saving even more money. So it's a no-brainer. Get yourself over to manscaped.com and use our code for all your male grooming needs. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. And cheery bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.